Lift your hands up real quick. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for making a way. You are such an awesome God. We honor you. We appreciate you for everything you're doing, everything that you are about to do. Pray, God, that you would continue to make ways. And I pray that we would continue to walk in the path that you have created for us. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Everybody say amen. amen. Clap your hands as hard as you can. Hallelujah. That's, that's one of my favorite songs. Praise the Lord. Listen, we thank God today for this opportunity. Help me appreciate God for the greatest spiritual parents on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you this. If my pastor London would have blew that whistle one more time, I'd have lost it. No glasses, shoes, everything. And so I appreciate what God is doing. Listen, let's get right into this word. The Lord have impressed upon my heart to release a word today. I don't know how much I'm going to get through it today, but I believe that this is a potent word for everybody under the sound of my voice. It's not just for you, but it's for everybody. Amen. So go to Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. Now, in the old school church, we were taught to read the scripture first, then give your title and then sing your song. <laughs> Y'all remember the old? Oh, Lord, my God. We're not doing that. Amen. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Uh, let's look at it in the New King James Version if we got that. The New King James Version. Amen. Are you there? Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. New King James Version. It says this. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name I am there in the midst he says if two of you agree on earth concerning anything say anything it will be done for them by my father in heaven one use for a subject today the power of agreement the power of agreement. And if I had to use a subtitle, I would say your connection matters. Your connection matters. Uh, if you read this same scripture in the New Living Version, it says, I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. In this particular season, uh, where we're going and where God has us, it's imperative for us to be on the same page. We have to make sure that we are walking in agreement. We are doing some big things here at Lifeline. And it's important for you to get on board, get in line, line up to what the vision of God is. And you need to do your part. But you got to make sure that you are in agreement. The definition of the word agreement, it means to come into or be in harmony regarding a matter of opinion. It is coming to a mutual arrangement. It's the state of being on one accord. It is an arrangement of connections that is accepted by all parties. You got to understand 
that it's important for us to be in harmony regarding the matter of this house or this vision. It is important for us to be in, in, in coming to a mutual agreement so we'll know what's going on. It is an arrangement of connections that accepted, that is accepted by all parties. We got to know that in this season, we got to be on the same page. We have to be in harmony. Amen. It is same scripture in the Amplified. He says, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, uh, anything or everything that they may ask. It will come to pass for them. I like the word harmonize. I like the word symphony because whether you know it or not, whether you know it or not, the word harmonize to be, it means to be in sync. If the choir was to sing a certain key, if we were was to sing a song in E flat, you still have three. You still have three parts. You have soprano, alto, and tenor. All of them can sing different parts, but as long as they're on the same key, that's harmony, y'all. I'm talking about real singing, not what you do in the shower with, by yourself. Okay, real singing, you got to be on key. Amen. Now the Bible says make a joyful noise, and so that's cool. But when you're in the choir, you got to be on. All right. You got to be on key. That's harmony. That's harmony. And when you think about a symphony, symphony is so many parts in a symphony. But once that conductor tapped that thing and he, the whole band is in one sound. And everything is in order. And so you got to understand that it's important for us to be in harmony. Psalms 133. Go there real quick in the new living. Got to be in harmony. Elbow your neighbor and say, would you sing your part, please? Ain't nothing worse than a, than a background singer trying to sing. You remember what's love got to do with it in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. And they were singing, this little light up. Man, everybody was in harmony. They was just doing good. And here come old little Annie Mae. Hey, I'm going to let. <laughs> the cry- <laughs> that means you're not in harmony. You're doing your own thing. That, that, that choir director said, Annie, sit your butt down. Stop that. She was out of harmony. <laughs> Tell you, Nate, we got to be in harmony. Psalms 133 verse 1 in the New Living says, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Watch this. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Harmon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. You cannot, I want you to catch this. There the Lord has pronounced his blessing. His blessing is in the harmony. If we cannot move with one sound, we all can't be blessed the way we're supposed to be blessed. Your blessing is is in your harmony. You got to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do in your part so that we can move forward. But you can't be up here doing your own thing. Because in this season, and I'm, I'm moving ahead of myself, anybody that's in my circle that's not in harmony with me, I'm kicking you out the band. You remember Temptations when David Ruffin got kicked out? He didn't even make it to practice. Shelly was like, I'm sorry, David. Yeah. 
you out the group. I'm, I mean, I don't know what to tell. In this season of my life, I'm catching people. Hey, don't even come. You, I'm sorry. You don't even come to re- you out the group because my blessing is connected to me being in harmony. Amen. I wrote something down. I need you to catch this. Passion for the church involves diving into the community of the local church. It means doing life with other Christians by pursuing relationships that extend beyond the church building. It means that you're going to have to establish relationships outside of the four walls of the church. You hear me? It means uh, 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 it means establishing relationships that extends. It goes far beyond just coming to church on Sundays. And in this particular season, especially at this house, you know, we relationship driven. And so it's important for you to be a part of small groups because their relationships are established. That was good, wasn't it? And so you got to make sure. That you understand that the Old Testament word for this experience is fellowship. We've grown so accustomed to the word that it has lost its meaning and power. Fellowship isn't just two or more people coming into the same room. Fellowship is a unique Christian relational experience. Fellowship is participating together in the life and truth made possible by Jesus Christ. Fellowship is just not us coming to church and you slap your neighbor high five and you go home. Fellowship goes beyond that. That's establishing relationship. And if we're going to move forward as a church, we got to get back to good old fellowship. What you doing at the church? I fried some wings. Come on back. I ain't cook, but if you cook something, I could cook, cook a little something. We can come on back and have fellowship. The church has become so, so entitled that we don't even invite people to nothing no more. You don't had a birthday party in your backyard and you ain't invite pastor. <laughs> Y'all know the pastor used to get invited to everything. Come on back, pastor. They had a plate and a seat. We don't do that no more. And so you have to make sure. That there is fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. Fellowship. This is important because you have to understand that the power of agreement flows through who you're connected to. And so in this season, you got to make sure you watch your connection. Your connection matters. It matters who you're connected to. It matters who you are around. It matters who you hang with. Uh, The old saying used to say birds of a feather. And so you got to make sure your connection matters. So number one, let me tell you this. Your first connection should be with God. You have to make sure that your relationship with God is on point. You cannot establish a relationship with others if your relationship with God ain't important. As a matter of fact, your relationship with God is the most important relationship in your life. Ah, it's challenging now because if your relationship with your homeboy or your homegirl is more established than your relationship with God, something's wrong. Your first relationship should be with God. Before we can agree with others, we must first agree with God and his word. 
God did not create us to walk alone through this life. Therefore, he has given us himself in form of Holy Spirit. And so we got to make sure that you are walking and you're staying connected to God. One of the problems that we, we fail to realize, Pastor Palmer, is if you're not connected to the right power source, you won't function in the capacity that God has originally created you. That's why you got so many Christians that's being burnt out and you get frustrated so fast simply because the power source that you're connected to is invalid. You have to make sure that you are plugged into or connected to the right power source. You can't function if you're not plugged in. I, I remember my, my grandmama had a flow model TV. But she had another TV sitting on top of the flow model TV. <laughs> the flow model TV didn't work, so she didn't even bother to plug it up. But the other one on top of the flow model was plugged up. The simple reason is because the, floor, the TV on the top was operating in the original intentions of God to do what it was supposed to do. I don't even know why she had the floor model. It was for, for entertainment or for the look or something. But my point is, if it's not working, you need to get rid of it. If you're plugging something up and it's not producing, thank you, Holy Ghost, that's the word. You need to get rid of it because in this season, everything that I'm connected to must produce. So connect your connection with God makes a difference. John 15 verse 5 through 7, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am here bears much fruit. In other words, when you're connected, it produces. If you're wondering why uh, you have no fruit, could it possibly be because you're not connected to the right tree? You, you can't be producing lemons when you're connected to an apple tree. Something's wrong. If me and my wife produce a white baby, something is... Something, something is wrong. It's a bad connection. It's a, it's a, it's a frequency. Uh, 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 I don't know. Something wrong. The connection is off. That's what it is. Maybe the connection off. Tell your neighbor. Say you, you got to be connected to the right tree. And so your first connection. Your first connection should be with God. John chapter 17, verse 23, it says it like this. I do not pray for these alone, but also those who will believe in me through their word. That they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me, I and I in you, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. I am, I am in thee, and you are in me. 
that they may be made perfect in one. I want you to catch this theme. The constant word is one. So in order for you to become one with something, you have to make sure that you are connected with that one. You got to be in sync with that one. And many of you are trying to operate off of a spiritual generator when God is being available for you to plug in to the right power source. Why is that important? Because a generator, once it runs out of gas, it don't work no more. But when you plug into the right power source, you don't have to worry about the power going out. And some believers are walking around here spiritually dead because you are not connected to the right power source. And so you have to make sure that you are connected to God. Watch this. When you connect to God, his spirit comes with Once you connect to God, his spirit comes with. As believers, you have to know that God's spirit comes with the connection. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. You get benefits when you connect it to the right source. We bought this uh, washer and dryer and they gave us a rebate from ComEd. And I was like, what's the rebate for? He said, if you are affiliated with ComEd, this comes with the package. Because of my connection with ComEd, I got a discount as a result of me purchasing some, y'all ain't. some of y'all that's why you got to read your paperwork because some of y'all done missed out on a lot of rebates I just heard that in the spirit you need to go back and read your papers so when you're connected to God his spirit comes too so your first connection should be with who your first connection should be with who Okay, your relationship with God is the most important relationship in your life. You understand? So your first relationship or your first connection should be with God. Your second connection should be with godly people. As believers, we should always be connected to somebody. We must know that at least two people can agree to agree or disagree Whichever way we want to look at it, it means there is a common ground for moving forward either to the glory of God or for some other selfish reasons. It can also be said that there must be an agreement to move forward with something or stay stagnant with something. This is why you must have the right people around you. Your connection matters. You must have at least one companion or partner to begin the process of agreement. That's why you got to be careful who you're connected to. You need to establish a circle of people that can help you. I was watching uh, Pastor Brenda. She had an engagement last week. 
You did a fantastic job, sister. Okay, and so I call, I call, I call something she said. She said, uh, I have a circle. There are people that I can reach up to, correct me if I'm wrong, that if I need to come up, they're going to bring me up. But then I have a, a set of people who on my level that, you know, they can encourage me on my level. But then I have people that I'm responsible for bringing them up. That way, no matter what state I'm in, I have a circle of connection that's going to keep me on point. Okay. The problem with believers is you want to stay to yourself. You want to do your own thing. You want to do what you want to do. It's about me, boo-boo. I'm doing my thing. I don't need nobody to help me. Listen, that's why you failing because you're doing life alone. You got to be connected to somebody. You know what? Not just somebody. You got to be connected to godly people. We are in the world, not of the world. So if the people that you're hanging around ain't godly, you might be in the world. Oh, y'all like that? I ain't, now, I ain't saying you, but I mean, if the shoe fit. Second Corinthians chapter 6 in the New Living. Verse 14. Can we get this in the New Living on the screen? I really want y'all to see this. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14 in the new living. Got 13 minutes. I promise you, you're going to get home to season your grill. You got to season your grill. You don't, you don't know. Maybe I'll need to call Pastor Cargo. You got to season your grill. Second Corinthians is behind me. Okay. Listen or look. I want you to really catch this. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony could there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God says, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Do not touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. Look at it in the message. I like the message. It's so raw in the message. This is for those of you who think you can still be connected to ungodly people. Is it in the message? The message says it's like this. Don't become partners with those who reject God. This for my people that say, I believe in God, but none of my friends do, but we still cool. There is a dividing factor in that relationship because if I'm supposed to surround myself with godly people, you're not a godly person. I may need to separate myself in love 
And you may be getting them papers like Shelly gave David Ruffer. I'm sorry, David, you can't. Watch this. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership, that's war. It's light, best friends with darkness. Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of settling, who would think of settling up pagan idols in God's house? But that is exactly what we are, each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God himself put this way, put it this way. I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. Pollute it. Means added filth. Y'all better catch what I'm saying. What happens when you're connected to ungodly people. They become recipients of being used by the devil. Let me help you. First of all, understand that the devil can't make you do nothing. I don't know where that came from, but that's a bad ideology. You have to make sure that you understand the devil can't make you do it. Too many... Christians come to church, I overslept, I shouldn't have drank last night, the devil made me do it. The only reason I was with her dog, because the devil got in me and woo The devil cannot make you do anything, he can only influence you to do something that you know. And he influences you through people. You weren't thinking about smoking no blunt until you got around that circle. Puff, puff, pass. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all, I'm sorry. We all save. Don't act like you ain't never been in the circle where they puff, puff, pass, and you weren't able to pass, pass you. That influence, what what happened is you may get one round may pass you, but that second, third round, just let me... Because you are around the wrong people. Y'all ain't listening to what I'm saying. If you have people in your life that's not pushing you towards your visions and goals to become more godly, you need to disconnect them. Connections are important. I got this revelation. Because connections can either give you power or burn you up. For example, if your car stopped and you may need a jump, so you get somebody with a full battery, you connect the cables, watch the connection, you connect the cables to their battery, you connect it to your battery, and like my uncle say, give it a little gas. And once you give it a little gas, start it up, start it up. And so the connection brings power. Because the battery that was full of power gave the battery with no power, power. Okay? Now, the second connection is if you connect the wrong way, you can get burnt. My mama used to tell me, don't play with the sockets. You're going to get shot. That ain't a good connection. But watch this. You have many people in the body of Christ 
that consistently plugs into a bad connection and they're getting shot every time. Oh my God. Amber, I, I used to watch cartoons when I was little. I love cartoons. Uh, Tom and Jerry was one of my favorites. Do you remember the episode where you never saw the lady, but you always saw her feet? Why was that lady black? Okay. okay. <laughs> Boy, that had to be Big Mama or something. So watch this. There was an episode where Jerry tricked Tom into plugging into the socket. He got electrocuted. Pah! I don't know where he got hair from, but hair stood up. Smoke came out his ears, right? So after you get shocked the first time, you would think, I'm not going to get shocked no more. But because so many people have gotten used to being shocked through this connection, you keep going back. And so every time you plug in or get connected, ah, your hair come up and smoke come out your ears. And so after you get shocked, you go back, you get yourself together and what you do? Go right back to that socket. You already know what's going to happen be as a result of this connection. But you keep plugging into this bad socket. And what happens is the hair on your head keep going up and you still got ears, uh, smoke coming out your ears. There are some people right now. You got smoke coming out your ears. Your head standing up on your head because you are consistently being connected to a bad outlet. And when you get shocked so many times, it affects your mannerism. Oh. I had a friend, he got shocked on the L. He hit that third rail. And for two weeks, he was numb. He could not function in the original capacity that the Lord has called him to do. And there are people in the church now, you've been shocked so many times, you can't even come to church and lift your hands because your limbs are shocked. Shocked. Y'all better say something. And, 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 and what happens is, you get so used to being shocked, you become numb to the presence of God. Y'all don't want to have no church. And so you come to church, the worship leader say, come on, let's bless the Lord. You so numb, you can't even lift your hands. But you still got smoke coming out your ears, and your hair is still standing up. It's a bad connection. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And then there's another connection that brings life. <laughs> if you notice, when your heart stops, they get this machine that carries a certain amount of power. Defibrillator. And you want to be connected to this when you're in a deadened state. And so once your heart stops... They get the machine, they charge it up, they rub it together, clear, that's the connection that brings life. But when you've been shocked so many times, you may need the same shock that killed you to bring you back to life. And so they say that first shock didn't bring them back. Turn it up a little bit. Some of y'all dead right now. You need to lift your hands and receive this resuscitation. 
Turn it up a little bit. Clear. You got a little pulse. But it ain't where it need to be yet. What's happening is. The connection from the power. Is touching your heart. And sometimes your heart need a little bit more. And so they'll say. Turn it up a little bit more. And then they'll get it. They'll rub it together. And they'll say clear. We got a pulse. When you're connected to that type of power source, whether you're dead or not, it has the capacity to bring you back every time. Now, if I was preaching, I would close right there and I'd say, tell your neighbor. To get connected to the right power source. I would tell you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get connected to the right power source. For the Bible says, where there are two or three gathered together in my name, I am. I'll be in the midst. Slap your neighbor, have high and say, neighbor, I need to let you know that you're connected to the right person. And if I touch you, I decree and declare power. Now clap your hands and give God glory. You have to be connected to God in my clothes. You have to be connected to God first. And then you have to connect yourself to godly people. Because we must understand that there's power in agreement. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, Can two people walk together without agreeing on a direction? He says it like this. He says, if two of you agree, if two, if two of you agree, the agreement starts with twos. You got to partner up with another believer in order to make things happen. That's where you get the revelation of not doing life alone. When you're connected to somebody that can agree with you and not shoot you down, you can get some stuff You can get some stuff accomplished. That's why you got to get away from people that's not on your level. If you believe in God for something and them people in your circle study time, I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't see it. We work in the same company, so we make the same amount of money. I don't know how you're going to qualify for a house. I tell you what. Sorry, David. We... No, some of y'all, thank you, Holy Ghost. I may get some letters printed up for this season in my life. And everybody that's not walking in agreement with me for my future in God, I'm giving them a letter. Sorry, Tanya. Sorry, Miss Green. (laughs) You have to understand that in this season, you have to make sure. I got more, but I'm going to stop. You have to make sure that you are connected to the right people. People have the power to push you or bring you down. 
And we need to be around people that when we say, uh, Brenda, I'm believing God for this Maserati. Four door. I won't, listen, I already know it. Listen, I want it to be dark gray with peanut butter seats. I don't need Brenda to say, now Pastor Twan, you know, preachers don't supposed to drive like that. Oh my God, they're going to think you're a drug dealer. You can't handle that. No. When I say that, I need her to say, hey, I'm agreeing in the spirit with you. If that's God's will for your life, let's get it. Just give me a ride. When you're in your circle and say, you know, I'm thinking about going back to school. You don't want people to say stuff like, you too old. You, you should have went back to school when you had the chance. You missed it. You know what you need to do? Sorry, David. You got. And so in this season, you need to make sure that you understand your connection matters because there's power in agreement. Clap your hands for the word.